Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Happy 4th of July, Red Sox fans. How you doing? Welcome to episode 9 of the Believe in Red Sox podcast. How are we all doing this morning? Hello, hello. If you're with me live on YouTube, this is a little earlier from when we usually start, but I have to travel today for some 4th of July plans that I have. So figured, you know, I thought about maybe actually just skipping this episode, but I can't skip any of these episodes. It just doesn't feel right. So here I am, episode nine of the Believe in Red Sox podcast. Hope everyone is ready for a fun day. I hope all of you are going out there, having some food, spending some time with family, friends, whatever it may be. Please, if you're whoever's listening to this, whether you're here with me live on YouTube, whether you're listening on Google, Stitcher, Apple, wherever, Spotify, please get outside today. Go get some air. It's a beautiful day where I am. I'm excited to get out there, have have a couple of hot dogs, maybe a hamburger, maybe a cold one. I'm pretty excited about it. But uh, we're going to need it, especially after this series with the Chicago Cubs. A disappointing series nonetheless. We're going to talk about that. We're going to break it down. We're going to talk about the Tampa Bay Rays, the Red Sox going home finally. It feels like forever since they've had some home cooking. I mean, what a better holiday or what a better day than, you know, to get home today for the Red Sox. They're going to need it. Uh, But we're going to talk about the Rays series. We're going to talk a little Chris Sale. We're going to talk a little Rich Hill. We're going to talk a little Brian Bayo. I am speculating over here about Brian Bayo. There's nothing confirmed, but I have an idea about Brian Bayo. I wonder if the Red Sox will follow through with it. Stay tuned to see what I am thinking. Um, But yeah, we're going to talk some prospects at the end. I'll do a little Q&A at the end. But uh, yeah. Any questions, definitely think about throwing them in in the chat. Super Chats are open here on YouTube if you are live with me. Uh, But before I do get to today's episode, let's go over today's sponsor, and that is Bet online our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info find all the latest odds news and sports developments bet online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs including live betting in the fan favorite vegas casino and poker games it's really easy to get started head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and use our promo code believe to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts also everyone we are partners here with seat geek use my code hide h y d e twenty dollars off your first purchase also we are partners with prize picks if you're a little tired of fan duel or draft kings go check out prize picks they do over unders you're not going up against other people you're going up against the system so give it a try if you de- if you deposit 10 bucks they will, they will give you 10 bucks. That's pretty neat. Pretty neat. 100% deposit max. Use my code GINGER for that one. So, all right, everyone. Let's get into it. Let's get into this disappointing Cubs series. Uh, a, a bummer 
of a series, to be completely honest. Um, but really quick, let me just go over the updated standings. As of right now, the Red Sox are holding on to the first wild card just ahead of Toronto and a game ahead of Tampa Bay. So the Red Sox have the number one wild card. The Blue Jays have the number two. They've lost a few straight here, and Tampa Bay are holding on to the third wild card. Cleveland is a game and a half out. The White Sox are four out. Seattle and Texas are five out. The Angels are seven out. Baltimore is actually somehow still maybe in this thing, seven and a half out. I don't expect Baltimore to be really doing anything, but um, the Angels to me are a dangerous team, even though they're seven games out. There's a lot of talent there. They could easily clam their way back into this thing. I think the White Sox are going to have a big second half. Uh, to me, there's just too much talent on that team to not be doing well. Expect the White Sox to get back into this thing. I think Cleveland's going to be hanging around in this picture for the entire season. I think Seattle, they're going to claw their way back into this thing. I think you're going to see a lot of teams here really in the mix for the wild card. But for the Red Sox, good for them. They are holding on to the first one. Let's get into this Cubs series, shall we? Um, game one, Rich Hill, Adrian Sampson. This game felt over. In the second inning, I'm watching this and I'm thinking, all right, cool. You know, coming into this series, I'm thinking that this, this should be a sweep. The Cubs are not a good team this year, not a great team, playing a little better as of late, but this should have been a sweep. And that's why I'm dis that's I'm extremely disappointed. Not only did you not sweep the series, you ended up losing the series. We'll get to the other games here in a second, but Rich Hill gets the start against Adrian Sanson. Sampson, this game fell over after the second inning. The Red Sox had a 4-0 lead. Jaron Duran returned for this series after not being able to play in Toronto. He picked up where he left off, solo shot to lead off the game. And hey, JBJ coming through. JBJ had himself a few key hits in this series. Let's see if JBJ can maybe start getting hot. Ref Snyder's been playing really well. Kike Hernandez will be back eventually. It's really going to be a, a toss-up on who ends up staying. Will it be Ref Snyder or JBJ? But JBJ... Helping out his cause, had a bases-clearing double to make it 4-0. After this, though, the Cubs started to chip away against Rich Hill, made it 4-2 eventually. But the story of this one, Rich Hill ended up spraining his knee and uh, ended up having to leave the game into the fifth inning. Uh, he tried pitching through it. He said he felt a pop in his knee. And uh, he said he has felt this before when he was with the Dodgers back in 2019. He ended up missing a month. Now, the way logistically this team is, you know, you got guys that are coming back from the IL. Does Rich Hill, did Rich Hill pretty much just factor himself out of the Red Sox moving forward? I don't think so. I think Rich Hill will still have a role on this team, but the fact that he is hurt now, that kind of opens up a lot of opportunities for some other guys. And I'll get to one guy in particular here, but again, injuring his knee, Chris Sale is one guy that will be coming back soon. He is projected to start next Monday against the Tampa Bay Rays. They have, they have another series next week as well. But Chris Sale is projected to be coming back next week. He had a rehab start over the weekend. Four innings, one earned, seven Ks, no walks in A this past weekend. He looked phenomenal. It was a sellout crowd. People over there are thinking, oh, man. I get to watch Chris Sale pitch, and I only have to pay money for a minor league game. What is it, like 10 bucks to go see a minor league game? Man, what a deal. Get to go see Chris Sale. Man, oh, man. But he looked good in his rehab start. Um, 
It was 4-2, to two, big sixth inning for the Cubs. Christopher Morrell, he has been really good for the Cubs this year. He hit a two-run shot to tie it off of, who do you know, what do you know, Hansel Robles. Uh, you know, I was giving him a pass before because it looked like all of his issues were coming in the ninth inning. But now it's like this guy, anywhere he's pitching, he's not coming through for you. Hansa Robles, I think uh, his time is almost up with the Red Sox. I think once they start getting some guys back, I think he will be gone. I just don't see how he has a role with this team. Any Anywhere he pitches, he's just not coming through. Uh, absolutely terrible. 5.70 ERA. FIP doesn't look any better. Hansa Robles, I think he will be gone eventually. I don't know if he's pitching through some kind of an injury or something, but he is just not what he was last year. You know, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know what's going on with Hanzo Robles, man. But uh, hopefully he's not hurt. But I do think he will be gone eventually. Um, and then Diekman had a wild pitch here. That made it 6-5. to five, And pretty much the game was over. The Red Sox were never, never able to rally against the Cubs' bullpen. They've had a pretty good bullpen this year. You got guys like Robertson, F. Ross in there. Chris Martin is in there. You got Michael Gibbons, who gets a good amount of strikeouts in there. And David Robertson, he got the save. Could that have been a scouting opportunity for the Red Sox? I'm sure the Red Sox are going to go after a reliever by the deadline. Could that end up being a guy the Red Sox go after? He's pitched in that division before with the Rays last year, lots of times with the Yankees up against the Red Sox. Could David Robertson end up being a Red Sox down the road? Well, he looked really good in this series. He ended up pitching again in game two. Uh, let's get to game two. Let's get to game two. But I would say the big story here is Rich Hill. It felt like once Rich Hill came out of the game, it, uh, it just kind of felt like the air was let out of their tires a little bit. And uh, I don't know, the Red Sox, they look really good early on, and then they just died in this game. So, I don't know. Let's get to game two. Uh, Cubs winning this one as well. Uh, Josh Winkowski up against Alec Mills. And just like Rich Hill for the Red Sox leaving his start, Alec Mills, he left his start after seven pitches in this. Ended up having lower back issues. Uh, but Winkowski... He got the start for the Red Sox here, and he looked really good. Just no offense to back him up. He pitched six innings, only gave up a run. But this game was basically over. You know, in hindsight, this game was basically over in the second inning. You're thinking, all right, this Red Sox offense, pretty good. And uh, they just couldn't do anything in this game. Cubs got two in the second inning, uh, thanks to Nico Horner and Norisco Crook driving in a couple of runs. But the offense just completely non-existent in this one. Um, which is a really big disappointment to me because you got a bit of a birthday gift. I mean, Alec Mills, he hasn't really been anything, you know, amazing this year, but the fact that, you know, that was their starter for this one and he ended up having to come out and they had to go to the bullpen a lot earlier than expected. And then Mark Leiter Jr., he came in, just looked great, man. He pitched five and a third. Man, oh man, he looked fantastic for the Cubs. The Red Sox, I don't know if this was like a game planning thing. I think they were probably, they were... Uh, had a plan up against Alec Mills and then this guy just comes in out of nowhere and the Red Sox just didn't know what to do with this guy so I don't know uh, each team had eight total bases in this game and the Cubs simply just came through more lots of missed opportunities here for the Red Sox in this game Raphael Devers he had a double in the first he got stranded Alex Verdugo he let off the second inning with a base hit nothing happened Jackie Bradley Jr., again, I mentioned he had the basis clearing double in game one. He doubled, and then Duran had a base hit in the six. He had runners on the corners. 
Rafi Devers came up, grounded into a double play. You did get a run there, but that's a bit, you know, that's a good start to an inning. How do you you got to come through in those situations, especially your big bopper and Raphael Devers. Uh, Jaron Duran, he had a double in the ninth. Nothing came of it. The Red Sox, just a lot of missed opportunities here. David Robertson ended up getting the save in game two. Now, let's move on to game three. And the Red Sox able to salvage this one. Uh, man, oh, man. Man, oh, man. Connor Siebold getting the start in this one. Second start. This is where Connor Siebold should have debuted. And, you know, honestly... I guess you could make the argument. Maybe Connor Siebold, hey, he got a taste of the Blue Jays, maybe in a way that could end up helping him in the long run, kind of a mentality thing. You know, you see a lot of guys, they come in, first start, end up getting shelled, and then it just feels like they never, they're never able to get their career back on track. But maybe that could end up being a good thing for Connor Siebold because there were some good things in that start with the Blue Jays, had some good movement on his pitches, changed up, looked pretty good, slider looked pretty good, and... Uh, he looked pretty good in this one. It wasn't an amazing start by any means. He only went four innings, but he only gave up a run in this one compared to seven against the Blue Jays. Um, to me, you can make the argument, maybe this should have been his major league debut. But, hey, you know what? He went up against some adversity with the Blue Jays. Maybe in the long run, that'll maybe toughen him up a little bit. Uh, but the Cubs actually got this started with a base hit from Wilson Contreras. That got the scoring started. But Cordero had a base hit, and Duran had the bases loaded walk in the fourth. That made it 2-1 for the Red Sox. Patrick Wisdom in the eighth, though. This guy is second in strikeouts on the year. This guy's almost the strikeout king. I think he's five behind the leader. Can't remember who the leader is, but uh, he came up in a big way. Big time home run off of Matt Strom. That tied it at two. Um, and this game ended up going to extra innings. But one guy, man, that really came through here was Diekman. This guy, Jake Diekman, he makes me so nervous. I don't know what it is about every time he takes the mound. He kind of gives me those Craig Kimbrell kind of feels. Oh, don't even make – I'd never want to think about Craig Kimbrell in the 2018 playoffs ever again. That guy gave me heart attacks left and right. But Jake Diekman, he kind of gives me those same kind of vibes because he, he tends to walk a lot of guys, but and then he, he kind of gets bit by some, you know, home run ball here and there. And he just – a lot of the time – he looks great sometimes, but then there's other times where it's like, man, Diekman, they just got his number today. But – this was one appearance for him. He looked fantastic. A couple innings, and he struck out four. He was huge for the Red Sox in this one. The Red Sox, their offense has been struggling, but they got a gift in the 11th inning, man. Had a couple runners on, and then Rowan Wick, who was on the mound for the Cubs, had a throwing error, and that ended up giving the Red Sox a couple of runs there in the 11th, and the Red Sox were able to salvage the series and, uh, you know, salvage the week. It was a tough week for the Red Sox overall. You lose two out of three to the Blue Jays. You lose two out of three in Wrigley. This was a series that you probably should have swept. I think for the Red Sox, they've just been doing a lot of traveling. Not trying to make excuses for this team, but, you know, being a little realistic. You were in Cleveland. Then you went to Toronto. Then you came to Chicago. That's a lot of traveling. And, uh, hey, man. And the Cubs, they're at home. You know, Cubs knowing they're going up against a good team. And hey, they just they just brought it in this one. But the Red Sox, they are going back home today against the Rays for the fourth of July, four game or three game set. Actually, is this a is this a four game or a three game? I think this is just three. One second. I think this is just three. And then I think next week might be four. I could be wrong. Excuse my potato brain. Let's see. This is 
Oh, it's a four-game set. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's not. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's a three-game set. Next week is a four-game set on the road. Hey, that's in Tampa. I might have to go. But I might have to go to Tampa next week. I'm about maybe an hour and a half away from Tampa. I might have to go uh, go check out a game next week. Man, oh man. Um, but going into this series with the Rays, the Rays have been playing some pretty good baseball lately. Uh, so the Red Sox, they're going to need to bring their A game. But some takeaways from the Cubs series. Again, they just look like a tired team this past week. You know, not even just against the Cubs, but against the Blue Jays too. Bullpens had to work really hard against both the Blue Jays and the Cubs. Offense, it looks like they're pressing. It just looks like they're trying to just find ways to score runs at this point. Again, they got a gift in game three against the Cubs from the throwing error. Um, but they're going to need to take, adva- take advantage of opportunities like that. To me, uh, my MVPs of the series, from now on, what I'm going to do, I'm going to pick an MVP offensively and pitching for each series. So for the offense, I'm going with Jaron Duran in this series against the Cubs. He looked great. He had five hits over 14 plate appearances. He had the leadoff homer in game one. And my MVP, pitching-wise, for this series was Jake Diekman. He had a huge outing. I know he gave up a wild pitch in game, uh, game one. But Diekman came up huge in game three, man. That was big, especially a bullpen that just looks like they're getting worked a lot lately. You could maybe go with Josh Winkowski as well. He looked really good in game two. Uh, but for me, Diekman, he was clutch, man, in game three. So I'm going to go with Jaron Duran and Jake Diekman as the MVPs. Now, moving into the Rays series. As for the Rays, uh, like we mentioned earlier, third wild card as of right now, one game back of the Red Sox for the first wild card. They won three out of four against Toronto on the road this past weekend. So the the Toronto Blue Jays, man, taking two out of three against the Red Sox. You could argue the Red Sox should have won two out of three in that series. But uh, either way, they won two out of three. But then Tampa Bay comes in and they win three out of four. So they're coming in hot for this series. The Rays are always a tough team for the Red Sox. It is always a tough task to try and beat the Tampa Bay Rays. Luckily for the Red Sox, they're at home in this one. Uh, For the Rays, their offense, they only rank 17th on the year, but their offense has been hot lately. In the last couple of weeks, their offense ranks sixth overall in Major League Baseball. The starting pitching has been really good for the Rays all year, but the Red Sox, luckily in this one, they're going to avoid Shane McClanahan. He has just been nuts this year. And Shane Boz ended up pitching yesterday. So they're going to avoid those two guys. They will have to go up against Kluber in this one. Actually, will they go up against Kluber in this one? I think Kluber might be getting a start. Yeah, Kluber is going to be starting on Wednesday. So that, that you know, that's you know, Corey Kluber, you know, that's never going to be an easy task. So they got a tough task there, but no McClanahan, no Boz. So that's always nice. Now for game one, Austin Davis, he will be opening today against Jalen Beeks. The reason this is kind of a story is because Michael Waka was supposed to start this game. Waka is dealing with a bit of a dead arm right now. So Austin Davis will start in his place. Austin Davis is a guy he hasn't, he's had a good year, 28 games, a 2.45 ERA, 3.6 or 3.66 FIP. We haven't seen a whole lot of him lately since June 18th. He threw three innings against the Cardinals. He's only had one one appearance since then against Toronto on June 27th. So not a whole lot of Austin Davis. Um, so hopefully 
He does all right today. Going up against Jalen Beeks in this one, he's had 20 games, four starts, a 2.70 ERA, 3.69 FIP. Now, you got some injuries here. You got some injuries with Waka, Hill, you know, so that's two guys down. And uh, I'm wondering, now that you have Waka out, could you, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm, I'm, I'm going to reveal who I think could be the starter for game three. Let me get to game two really quick. Um, game two, Nick Pavetta will be on the mound against Jeffrey Springs. Old friend Jeffrey Springs. Jeffrey Springs was so bad for the Red Sox in 2020. How the heck is he doing so good with the Rays? Jeffrey Springs, 18 games this year, 10 starts, a 2.25 ERA, 3.33 FIP. A very good year for Jeffrey Springs, but Nick Pavetta, he has been fantastic this year. He has been their ace this year. I expect Pavetta to come up big in this one. Now, for game three, for game three, this is where I think Brian Bayo could get a start. Brian Bayo, the top pitching prospect for the Red Sox, he actually lines up for this game. He lines up for it. His last start in AAA came on July 1st just a few days ago. So he does line up for this start. I would not be surprised if they gave Bayo a start. I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to call him up like for the long haul. I think they want to give this guy a lot of time in the minor leagues, but this is kind of one of those opportunities where it's not really messing with, you know, his schedule. It's not, they're not really going out of their way. It just kind of, it lines up, and I think Brian Bayo should absolutely be considered for the start here. Alex Cora, he did not dismiss the idea. He said they're kind of talking about all possibilities right now. So be on the lookout. I'm expecting Bayo to get a start here in Game 3, and they got a tough series with the Yankees coming up later this week. So Brian Bayo, man, he's been really good. He's been fantastic. Let's actually go take a look at his numbers. He did really well. The other night in AAA on Friday, he went five and a third and he struck out eight. But overall this year in the minors, he has started 15 games uh, or he's been in 15 games and he's got 14 starts, 85 innings overall. He has struck out 114 batters in those 85 innings. He's got a 2.33 ERA. This guy is unbelievable. You know, let's actually pull up his FIP really quick. Uh, Fangraphs. Very nice. They give you the FIP. He's got a 2.68 FIP right now. Or, yeah, yeah, in AAA, he has a 2.68 FIP. So, he's been doing really well, man. I expect Bayo to get the start in Game 3 in this one. If not Game 3 in this one, I mean, again, you got a few injuries right now with the rotation. For the Yankee series... Right now, it's looking like Winkowski on Thursday, Seabold on Friday. And then, you know, are they just going to skip Waka? If Waka's arm ends up, you know, being an issue, you're going to need a starter in that game. And then Nick Pavetta will get the Sunday night start. Um, I think more than likely, you're going to see Bayo get the Wednesday start against the Rays. He could get a start against the Yankees. So I don't know. Do you want to throw Brian Bayo up against the Yankees? You know, best team in the major leagues. I don't know about that. But 
It's going to be interesting. I, I think he could absolutely get an opportunity. Uh, but speaking of opportunities, this series, this is an opportunity for J.D. Martinez to get himself back on track. He's one of my key players for this series. He's only got one hit in his last 22 plate appearances. J.D. Martinez has been ice cold. I think he's key. The Red Sox offense has been slumping as a whole. When J.D. Martinez is hitting, it feels like just the whole offense is producing. I need J.D. Martinez. We need J.D. Martinez to start stepping it up a little bit. Bullpen, they're going to have a tough task in this series. Again, no Waka today, so you're going to have to go with the opener in Austin Davis. They're going to have they're going to have a game today out of that bullpen. So, And then whoever gets the start in game three, that's a key guy for me because the bullpen, they're going to have to work hard in game one. Now, Pavetta gets to start in game two. I expect Pavetta, I expect him, I expect the Red Sox to give him all the pitches that he needs to try and get through seven, maybe even eight innings. Hopefully he can make it that far. The Rays offense has been very good lately. So we're going to have to wait and see what ends up happening with that. But the Red Sox, they're really going to have to figure out the pitching this week. So, because the Rays, again, they, they've been hitting the ball really well. So, uh, that is my preview for the Rays. Let's just go over a couple of minor leaguers. I'm going to wrap up today's episode. Usually I go a little longer than this, but uh, we got to do some traveling here for the 4th of July today. Let's talk a little about Brian Mata. Brian Mata had another start this past weekend. He's had back-to-back -back good outings now in AA. Uh, four innings, two hits, one unearned run Five strikeouts against the New Hampshire Fisher Cats in double-A. So Brian Mata's starting to look pretty good. So I, I'm excited about Mata. This could be a, I don't know if we're going to see him this year. Could you maybe see Mata at some point this year? I'm guessing they have him on a pretty tight innings limit. Um, so I would expect maybe Mata could be a guy you see next year. But former top pitching prospect, it's good to see that he is doing well. Uh, let's talk a little Jeter Downs. Jeter Downs, we just saw him come up for the Red Sox not too long ago. He got sent back down, but Jeter Downs actually had himself a pretty nice weekend. His overall stat line has not looked good at all this year in the minors. He's only hitting 200 on the year. However, he does have a 330 on base percentage, so that is pretty nice to see. And, uh, and if we look, and look at his slugging, it's a 427. It's not terrible, but it could be a lot better. Jeter Downs, the only thing is just his batting average. It's only at 200. You would like to see that batting average come up a little bit. But he's got 13 homers, 27 RBIs. He's got 15 stolen bases as well. But he had a big game yesterday. He reached base five times yesterday. Hit his 13th home run the other night. Since going back to AAA, not too long ago, he's been hitting 323 since then. So I don't know, maybe when he came up with the Red Sox, maybe they saw something with him. Maybe they said, hey, you know, let's try and work on this with your swing a little bit. And uh, I don't know, maybe it got, gave him some confidence. He is, he has been hitting better since going back down. Uh, Marcelo Meyer, man. Marcelo Meyer. This guy's been fan. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm, my goodness, I cannot speak. Marcelo Meyer, man. He has been just really good this year he is showing that he is the future overall on the year hitting 291 a 371 on base 896 OPS seven homers 29 RBIs 10 stolen bases in the first couple of games this month for Meyer six hits in 10 at bats this guy's been hot 
He's playing extremely well right now in Salem. And uh, could we end up seeing him get the call to Greenville eventually? So, but everyone, that is all I have for today's episode. Wanted to make it a little quicker than usual. I will say this, everyone, Thursday morning, Thursday morning, we're going to have our first appearance from the new co-host of this show, a former Red Sox player, a very uh, important player in Red Sox history. You're going to want to be here. I'm not going to tell you who it is. You're going to want to be here Thursday morning to check it out and to see who it is. Former Red Sox player on the show, first appearance this Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Be here. I I would love everyone to see who it is. Uh, But everyone, go have yourself a great 4th of July. Go have yourself a good week. Uh, Thank you for joining me me here on episode 9 of the Believe in Red Sox podcast, whether you're here on YouTube with me or listening on your favorite podcast network, whether that's Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Apple, wherever. But everyone, have yourself a great 4th of July, and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.